was just being a team again, being connected. Shane talks about it all the time, but being connected and being a team. And that still wins. Still wins at every level. Um, watching guys sacrifice for each other, play for each other, encourage each other, even when it got, get a little hard and bumpy. Um, to watch them come together was, was fun. Um, and to be quite honest with you, even with the ending, probably was one of the more satisfying, fun teams to be around on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, even when we went through a little rough stretch there with three losses in a row, you know, they kept, they kept working. They kept battling. They kept fighting. Um, so that was fun. Um, I want to thank our, before we get started, I want to thank our fans. I can't say enough. They deserve um, for us to, to be playing right now. And it's hard because you don't, you don't want to let them down. And, you know, ultimately the last few years we have. But the atmosphere in Lucas Oil, I thought both for the Raider, I mean, the whole season was really good. But the Raider game, and then this Houston game was incredible. It was a, it was an electric feeling. It was, it was fun to watch downtown, you know, watch the people and how many people were down there. Um, and I, I can't thank them enough. And we're gonna get, we're gonna make them proud and, and get where we need to go. All right, fire away. Chris, you, you've had a, some time to get away from it. Do you balance what you overcame to get to nine and eight? Or do you think about, boy, look how close another player or two we could have done? I, I think every season, like some, man, it's, I mean, it's hard to win in this league. I, I, and I think it's hard to win, you know, in college, pro, high school pros. It doesn't matter. It's hard to win. Um, and it's a, like, I'm encouraged about where we're going. I'm disappointed, you know, that we didn't finish the, finish the deal. Um, and I think you can point them, like, you can't just point to one game. There's multiple games that I thought we could have came out the other end and we just didn't. And then there's probably a few that we won. You know, most games come down to play here or there, you know, and do you make them or you, do you not make them? Um, so, you know, disappointed in that fact, but also encouraged. I mean, I'm encouraged where we're going. Did you, did you expand on that? I don't know. I mean, the, the yeah, I, I will. I wish I could put a, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but, like, you know, we're 9-6, and six, and I don't want to relive the past, but we're 9-6 and six in 2021, and I think we're really good. I mean, we were on a pretty good roll there. And, I, you know, from some point, we, we just got disconnected, you know, and it, for whatever reason. And to watch these guys come back, you know, pretty determined to work together and play together, play for each other. That, and I'm not saying it was always in a bad way, but just for whatever reason, we just got a little disconnected. Some, some, my, some my fault, you know, with players we, we had in here. Um, but, you know, making sure you have the right type of people and guys on the team is, is critical. It's important. Now you have this kind of turnaround and we promise in the future, I'm not saying we go crazy and crazy or anything, but I don't know, how will that inform how you proceed? No, I think we got more flexibility right now than we've had the last few years. Um, a little bit of that is, you know, we're not paying a quarterback big money anymore. 
Um, and so we're going to have some more flexibility. Um, and we'll do, you know, we'll always be prudent, but we'll be, we'll be a, as aggressive as we need to be in free agency with players that we think can help us. And it's always, a, it's always dicey. I think y'all know this. Y'all see this. You're watching the league, okay? And, and with free agency, it's not just about, it's the, you know, it's the fit of the player into the locker room. Um, and then, you know, whatever you're paying that player that he can earn and is worth the amount of money you're paying him. So it's a fine line. So after the season that you have had, what do you think is the next step? I mean, everybody says Super Bowl, right? But, I mean, logically, what, what do you think is next? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we should legitimately be competing for the division and playoff. I mean, that's our expectation. That's really our expectation every year. But, I mean, I think that is really possible here going forward. Um, you know, we had some injuries to some of these rookies um, that was – a little frustrating, but they were all legit. Um, but we got a lot of young players playing time, um, and that's a good thing. And even with Anthony, because I know we're going to get into Anthony, um, you know, even with the injury to Anthony, like we don't, we don't know yet, but we're encouraged about what we saw. Um, let's don't crown him. Let's don't stamp him yet. I mean, we're not there. All right, we got a lot of work to do, and he has a lot of work to do. But it's encouraging. I think we were, when he was playing, I think we were like 10th in explosive plays, and it's, it's an area that I think on both sides of the ball we need to improve. We have to get more explosive um, on offense, and we have to be able to, you know, eliminate the explosives on defense. Um, but I think we're in the top 10 of the league when Anthony was, was playing. So expanding on that, what, what did you learn about Anthony, the player, the person, the leader, just in your time around him this year? It's been He's a good. He's a good young man, um, who has a lot to learn. And, but he's. But here's what's. Here's what's good about it, about him. Very humble. And, he has empathy for other people. He cares deeply. Cares deeply about, being the best player he can be, and he cares deeply about, his teammates. Um, and he will work, and he's very gifted. Um, I'm going to tell you one of the things that really surprised me of Anthony, because I was, I was concerned about it, um, but he, this guy's a passer. I mean, I think you all put him into a, you know, we all kind of, because here's this big, talented athlete. I mean, this guy's a legitimate passer, um, and I believe that. And I think he's going to continue to get better and improve the more, you know, the more he plays. But this guy can, I mean, Anthony can play from the pocket and throw the ball accurately. Um, now he just needs to play. I think sitting, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, but there's always a little light. And I think sitting, the ability to be able to sit and watch um, is going to be beneficial for him in the, you know, going forward. What's the balance of him being able to have some little plays in the pocket, but also knowing he's, a, he's explosive because of some of the running stuff too, and having to protect himself? And I guess to add on to that, he wasn't reckless from what we saw. So how do you balance that? It's a tough balance because you don't want to take away. It was a little like this with Andrew where, and I'd tell Andrew, like, I mean, instinctively when you get in a game, you react to whatever your instincts take you to. So to tell him, hey, look, you got to get down or you got to get out of bounds, 
Or Andrew would always tell me, like, Chris, my instincts and my competitive nature just takes over. Um, and I think the same thing happens with, you know, Anthony. I don't think Anthony's reckless by any stretch. I didn't think Andrew was either. I didn't think they're competitive. Um, but learning when, when to to get out of bounds, when to get down versus when to go for it. Those are going to be things he's just going to have to learn. Like, I mean, it's almost the – and I think he learned versus Houston going in the end zone, you know, on the one touchdown run, you know, where he just relaxed for just a hair. And then next thing you know, he, he, he took a big shot going into the – going into the cost in the goal line. So those are things that, you know, he's just having to learn. Like in college, he could probably get away with that. He can't get away with that at this level. The guys are too big and fast. And, you know, until he crosses the goal line, they're going to strike. So it's just a learning curve with him. So, Chris, it seems like there's some stability here. Of course, you got your head coach, got your quarterback in place for the future. Um, for you as the GM, does that, how much does that excite you? How much does it kind of – Say some weight off your shoulders as you move ahead and try to, you know, to get this team in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I mean, much different tone when we were sitting here a year ago and we didn't have either one of them. Um, look, let's let's talk about Shane. Um, dialed in, always dialed in. Um, all ball, like I think I've told you all this numerous times, but let me tell you what's even more to me with him, what's more impressive. Like there's never a, there's never a lack of confidence or seed of doubt in his mind in what he's doing. And he sees the big picture. You know, this is not just a offensive coordinator that became a head coach who calls plays. No, he sees it all. Um, and that's, I mean, that's an impressive thing. Even after games, we go in and we're both emotional. And, but he's always got such great recall about what happened in all three phases and what we need to fix. Um, he's a tremendous problem solver, which I think is an important skill set for anybody in leadership positions to have. He's a tremendous problem solver. Um, and he's extremely demanding, not only of players, but also of staff, of all of us. I mean... He's going to press because he wants to win. He understands, you know, what needs to be done, you know, what needs to happen to win. Um, it'd be fun to watch his growth even more. You know, after – it's a whirlwind. Like the other day he told me, because Chris, I haven't had off really since, you know, he took a few weeks during the, you know, during the summer. But if you think back to it, I mean, he goes to the – you know, they play in the Super Bowl and then we're rocking and rolling – so he really doesn't. This is the first real break he's had. So, and I think it'll be good for him, one, to just refresh a little bit, but also to reflect. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch his growth from year one to year two. Did you see growth in him even oh, this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just how certain games, how we played it, um, Baltimore being a great example, knowing that we have a legitimate real kicker. Um, that can do some really special things um, and playing into the – and adjusting to how the game was being played. Um, I thought you saw that numerous times through the year, but I thought Baltimore was a great example of that. This is uh, Gus under contract for this coming season. Yes, he is. 28th in points allowed each of the last two years. What do you point to? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, I know that's been a hot topic for everybody. And, look, it's an area we have to improve. But, look, in a little bit of defense – 
um, you know, the year before he comes in and, you know, we kind of had a, I don't want to say a veteran team, but we had some veteran players. And then we, I just said, look, we're going to go young in some spots. And we went young in the secondary. And look, there were some, there were some rough moments at times in the secondary. And I don't completely put that on, on them. I put that more on, on me. Um, but, you know, how do you, how do you ever develop any continuity with, especially with your own guys, if you don't just play them. So I decided to go young. We took our lumps, took our lumps at times, but I think it's going to pay off down the line for them. I think we had five or six new starters on defense. Um, we did do some good things now. It's not like it was all bad. The points do got to come down. Um, we've had, we'll continue to have long discussions about, you know, where we're going and, and how we'll get that done. Um, but saying that, we had, a lot, we had new starters on defense. We did do some good things too. Um, you know, we got after the passer pretty good. I think it's got to get a little better, but 51 sacks, pretty good. Took the ball away. We wouldn't need to be a little better there in that area. Um, and we've got to take away the explosives. But I would expect to see us take another jump here this year on defense. What's that? You expect them back, I assume. Who's that? Us. Yeah. Yes. Coverage is kind of halfway through. Not, not entirely, but you play a little bit more. Does that, does that suggest that, like, in terms of playing zone and blitzing more, that if he's got the guys in the secondary, you think they'll probably do a little bit more of that? I think that, I mean, I think you'd, as we, and that's part of our discussions, you know, that we've been having about, you know, what's the best thing. I mean, look, football's, at the end of the day, whatever you play, man, zone, blitz, like everybody, everybody, you know, you do one thing to an extreme and everybody wants the other extreme. At the end, you know what? At the end of the day, what comes to like who blocks, who tackles, who's fundamentally sound? That that still wins in our league, um, no matter what you play. Like I don't, whatever the coverages are. I mean, everybody's got a excuse. Almost dropped an f bomb. Everybody's got an answer on coverage, <laughs> and they and they ain't, again. They ain't calling it. So we'll work through it. We'll continue to grow, and I think we'll take another step. Talking more about the youth in the secondary, Juju. You also mentioned rookies and injuries. He battled some since coming in in April. And so just kind of talk about what you saw from him when he was able to be on the field and some of the big plays he was able to make. Yeah, I, it's funny because I had this talk with him the other day. And I, so you got Jones who, you know, who really doesn't miss anything from OTAs, camp, and you, and you just watch him continue to excel. I mean, he had some up and down moments, but I mean, I thought he played really well um, for the most part. Um, and then Juju, who really didn't get much camp time because of a, you know, he had the wrist coming out, then he had a, a nagging hamstring. And then we finally get him in the game and he pops a ball out, which I think really turned the Baltimore game around, you know, popping a ball out. And then he gets another little hamstring injury, um, a couple more. So that's something that you know, availability and being able to be available each and every day to practice. I mean, I don't ever want to under – I mean, you got, the only way you get better is by practicing and playing. Like, you don't get better not – I mean, we've gotten into a world where we back everything off, like practice doesn't matter, and that bullshit. you got to practice. Like, you have to practice. And it's not easy. It's not hard. This is a freaking hard physical game. It is. Um, and look, I believe in sports science, and I'm, I'm into all that. But at the end of the day, you got to practice. So at the end of the day with Juju, he's very talented. He cares deeply. 
we think he is going to really be a, an excellent player. But he's got to be healthy, and he's got to practice. That's how you get better. Um, he's a great kid, and he cares. And when he played, he played well. I know the other night, but freak, I mean, those guys are on scholarship too. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I know everybody wants you to be perfect, but, you know, they, they, they get paid too. I'm sorry to interrupt. And then just kind of looking at the draft class as a whole, I mean, I'm sure early on you expect to see Anthony, maybe Juju, but there were a lot of guys later round picks such as a Josh Downs or a Blake Freeland or Jalen Jones to play. Just overall, just with the production from the rookies this year, how would you just evaluate their performance? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, you know, I thought we got good, really good play out of Jones, um, especially being a seven. I give Anthony, our scout in the Southwest, all the credit for Jones, all of it. He gets all of it. Um, he pressed. He kept bugging me about it. And finally, I looked at him and said, I'm taking him. And if he, if he stinks, it's on you. I mean, I'll take the blame for it, but you know it's on you. And if he's great, you get all the credit. He gets all the credit. Because um, I think Kid's going to be a really good football player for us. Um, Anthony's injury, unfortunate. Juju dinged up all year. Josh Downs was really good. I think we see the upside of what he can be. Um, and I think you're just going to see him take off even, you know, even more. I thought Mallory, uh, again, he's another one that's got to stay healthy. But when healthy, he's a real threat as a receiving tight end. He is. I mean, he's fast. He's, he's a good athlete. He can run. Um, and he's really good after the catch. So those are good things. Uh, you know, one of the under – Scott, we were really excited about Scott. He tears his ACL uh, during OTAs. Let me tell you about him. He did not miss one day – of, I don't know if I've ever been around a kid that just every day in the same spot, paying attention, dialing in mentally every single day from training camp to the end of the year. The kid didn't miss a day. So um, getting him back, you know, will be, will be good for our, for our back. And he's smart. He's athletic. Um, we really like what we saw, you know, the limited time we had him. How did you see Blake Woo. Freeland hold up? <laughs> how, how did you see Blake? <laughs> I'm ready to hear. We Blake got it's a little it's it's a little like you know Raymond last year where he got fired into you know he got put in the fire and you know he's got he's got to get stronger he knows it but let me tell you what he didn't do he there never was the and there was a couple games I mean look he had tough duty I mean. Uh, oh shoot! You know, I mean, I don't care who the tackle is when you're lining up against Miles Garrett. That's not an easy. I don't. It doesn't matter. And but there never was the look of doubt or despair in his eye. Even, and that's an encouraging thing. He will get better, um, and he will continue to grow. And it'll be fun to watch him. You know, this off season. Uh, I, know you, I know you love Pitt. Um, yeah. But there's also the business component. Here. Yep. Um, what can you say about that front you know, that you feel comfortable saying? care deeply about him, um, and him and I have, we have a really good relationship. It's an honest one, almost too honest, I think, sometimes. Um, but that's what I love about him. I mean, guy's competitive, he's tough, he cares, he wants to win. I mean, look, we're going to work to get him back. Um, we'll work through that. Um, we got some, I know we're going to have a few free agents you're all going to want to talk about, and I'm probably going to give you the same answer. Um, would like to have them all back, but it didn't work that way. You know, it's just the nature of what we do. Um, but, you know, Pitt's a good football player for us, and, and you know, hopefully still remains a Colt. Chris, last year you kept the same five offensive linemen that started toward the back half of the year. 
What do you see out of that group, and, and specifically with Tony Sperano Jr. kind of bringing that group together? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said this last year where as we were, you know, sometimes you get blinded by, you know, the wins and losses and you're not really paying attention. But I thought that group played better the back half of the year last year. Um, and then I think Tony did a tremendous job. And, look, he had some – I mean, we had injuries, and, I mean, he had to really be flexible and get those other guys ready to play. Um, but, you know, pleased with where they're at and where they're going. And I thought they had a – I thought they really – I thought Bernard took a, a really good step. Um, and I think it's going to continue to get better, you know, the more he plays. Um, I thought Quentin played really well this year. Um, back to being who I – who we all think and know who he is. Thought Ryan Kelly, you know, he had a little injury there, you know, mid-season, but thought he came back and competed well. I thought Will Fries um, played really solid football all the way through. Um, and then, you know, Braden. I mean, Braden's important to our football team, and when he doesn't play it, you know, it hurts us. He's, he's, you know, he had some issues with his knee that, you know, he'll work through. But he's an he's an important part of the, you know, he's an important piece. Um, and then, the, you know, with the rotational backups, when Freeland had to play and uh, when Wesley French had to come in and play, um, I thought Tony and the offensive staff did a really good job adjusting um, and getting that group to go. Two guys, um, Jones and Brents, started somewhat because they had to. I mean, they were maybe, are they your guys going forward? You believe in competition, but are those the guys and you're going to bring in people to compete with them? Or are any of those jobs open that you're trying to replace? No, they, those are two talented kids and they're, you know, young men. And, you know, we'll always add competition. You know, getting Dallas, you know, Dallas, unfortunately, we thought he was playing pretty good. Um, you know, he had the Achilles, but getting Dallas Flowers back will be big. And then we'll continue. We'll add fuel. You know, we'll add some competition to it. Um, and they'll always compete. You know, we'll have to compete. I mean, there's no given job. So, I mean, they'll have to compete. But we, I'll tell you this, I'm excited about both of them. Chris, talk about like, bringing in high-character guys this season. These guys are coming together. There were some issues on this team. Mm -hmm. So, how do you... I guess square that. I know you can't see the future and what a guy might do, but how do you square that when you have seven guys get suspended and one on the exhibits? People make mistakes. And look, I'm there. I think sometimes we we forget that. You know, guys make mistakes. I mean, they get punished for it and they move on. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like we're just perfect. I mean, there's a different Personal character and football character are two different, separate things. Guys that love to play, you know, versus how, you know, they behave off the field and treat people. Now, look, we want them both great. I mean, we do. I mean, and we've been pretty good about it. Um, but guys are just one of those years. Guys made some mistakes. They had to pay the price for it, and we moved forward. You know, they're, you know, second chances are okay in life. And and I think, you know, even the guys that were here and what happened to them, I, I, I don't think any of you would categorize any of them as – Bad character guys. They made mistakes. Chris, is your guy being back then? What's that? Do you anticipate Drew remaining a member of this team going forward? Yeah, I'm not going to comment on Drew's on the exemplars right now. We'll just we'll let the legal process let that one play out. Chris, so you're, you sat up here and talked about how you needed to evolve in some ways, but just looking back at the past year, what were some of the ways you challenged yourself to grow, and, and how do you think that went? Yeah, no, I mean, and you're constantly challenging yourself, just being more open-minded to way doing ways of you know player acquisition different types of players open-minded with my staff being a better listener 
mean, all those things that um, I thought I really failed at in 2022. Um, not being as reactionary in the moment. Now, ignore game day. That just is what it is for three hours. That's just who I am. I suck. Um, I stink on game day. But after that's over, um, being able to make, like I'm obsessed with decision making right now, and that's one of the things I really thought about. Like when you, because we all have these biases, everybody, being aware of what your biases are when you're making decisions. And I think I said it last year, don't, it was the start of it, but don't ever let, don't ever start with an end in mind. Okay, because that's what we do. You, y'all do it all the time when you write. I mean, it's a natural. I mean, we all do it. You start with an end in mind, and really keep it an open mind and let things play out. I, I really believe helps make better decisions in the long run. Chris, how does building with a rookie quarterback, rookie contract quarterback, change things for you, if at all? My, no, I mean it. It opens the world up a little bit more. Um, you know, financially, um, which is a you know, which is a, a good thing here going forward. Has Shane influenced your roster building approach at all? We agree pretty – no, I mean, of course. Like if a golden nugget sits in our face, of course we're going to do it. But, you know, we both agree that the fronts are important um, and how to build it. Um, and, you know, those will always be priorities for both of us. Um, but in terms of free agency, I mean – I think we agree. I mean, we don't. We're not going to be, you know, reckless. I mean, I, I think you can look around the league and see reckless. Uh, we're not going to be. Re we'll be smart. Um, and if an opportunity presents itself to get a difference maker, we'll do it. Um, but it's got to. You know, usually those different make. I mean, if you just look across the league, how many of them actually hit the market? Think of. I mean, I know y'all all write about it and say you got to get, but. How many of them actually hit the market? There's a reason. Usually, they're hitting the market. You talked about becoming more explosive offensively and surrounding Anthony with more weapons. What, what do you do? You see in the draft and free agency the kinds of players that that can help in that. Well, I mean, you know, we're going through it right now. We haven't started. I've got a pretty good handle on the draft, and we do think it's going to be pretty good with some explosive guys. And then working through free agency right now. Um, we're just kind of finishing it up. We do think there's going to be some opportunities to add some players to to make us more explosive. And then how the, and with Anthony, uh, when you think about the explosiveness, I mean, how, how, how important do you think that will be to his success? I think just when he plays, people defend you a little differently. So, but I do think, I, I think it's a, I think we saw it already. Like, it kind of naturally happens when he's in there. I mean, you know, either with his feet or with his arm, cause what he's able to do. And, look, he's got a lot of work to do. And there'll be some moments next year where he, he'll still look like a rookie. I mean, it just, it's just going to happen. Um, but I think he, uh, his ability to push the ball down the field and create, you know, allows for those explosive plays to happen. There's an evaluation of Alec Pierce two years in. I thought it – that's a good question. We, Alec and I had a long talk because he does – like the things he does really well and really why we drafted him is getting down the field. I mean, that's what he's 
really good at. Um, and I think when we were able to use him in those situations, um, he was successful. Um, and I think we got to continue to work on ways to, to let him do what he does well, and that's, you know, stretch the field. Um, still a young player, um, solid year. Um, thought we probably could have, I think, I mean, he's so unselfish. He's never, you're never going to hear him gripe or complain. You know, he's going to do whatever the team requires him to do. But I do think there's more in there. Chris, with, with all the stuff you have to do roster-wise that's ongoing, doesn't it free you up that you're not sitting here wondering who your quarterback's going to be? And that's what it's been the last forever? Yes. Now, I don't want to discount. I mean, I think it's a position you got to continue to evaluate every year. The backup quarterback is going to be very important. I think we saw that. I mean, I can't understate, um, you know, the value of what Gardner brought, you know, to this team. Gave us a chance to win each and every way. Gave us hope, chance to win. Fun, fun guy to be around. I'm sure fun guy for y'all to be kind of unique perspective on life. Um, and guys believe in him. I mean, like, that's the – like the one thing, like likability and belief are two things that are, you know, when, when they believe and think the quarterback, get, you have a chance to win, you know, that's, in, that's important. Um, and, you know, grateful for Gardner and, and what he was able to do. So I don't want to underestimate the value of the two either. Is there a chance, I mean, is there a chance to bring him back? You look for a different No, I mean, uh, Gardner and I, talk, I mean, of course Gardner wants to be a starter. That's who, that's what his makeup is. Sam, Sam's the same way. You know, him and Sam are they're, they, they're a lot alike in that way, where they both, like, you wouldn't want it any other. Jacoby was that way. You know, they want to be the guy. I get it. You know, and they're competitive, and there's a, it's hard for them to, you know, it's hard for them to accept somebody telling them, hey, you're, you're the two. You know, this is what's great about Gardner. Um, he, he was the two, knew he was the two, but he continued to work like he was the one and then also help Gardner like he was the one. That's a, that's a special quality. That's, he's, a, he's a tremendous young man, good player. Thank God we had him. If you're talking about explosiveness, Anthony and Jonathan are on the field for two plays together this year. Just how much can that add to it next year? Um, who was the second one? Oh, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, you saw Jonathan the other night. I mean, yeah, the more guys you have that can create those kind of explosive plays, you saw what Anthony did when he was able to run. I mean, it, it changes the, the dynamics of how people defend you. What if, what if Jonathan, what, what in your eyes changed from kind of last time we sat here to, to getting the extension done? I think calmer heads, him getting healthy. Like, he was hurt. Like, I still don't understand. <laughs> Guy was hurt. He was hurt, you know, and, and but him, you know, when we put him on PUP, allowed him to get going again and, and you know, us to see he was healthy again. Um, and then calm our heads and really sitting back and think, okay, it's like you've got to be careful, and we all have egos, and I have one too, but you've got to be careful of letting your ego get in the way of making the right decision and right choice, okay? Jonathan Taylor being a – Colt was the right thing, okay, and I, he's going to, he's going to, you're going to, I will tell you this, and I, I kind of felt this all year, I'd be shocked if he doesn't, we're not about to see real greatness out of him here going forward.
Chris, do you think a big chunk, you've got a ton of cap space, do you expect a big chunk on in-house guys? Um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, there's guys we no doubt we want to bring back. Uh, you know, to make a prediction right now would be negligent. I mean, I can't sit there and make a prediction on that. Comfortable using the franchise tag? What's that? Comfortable using the franchise tag, or do you worry about ramifications? Of I don't worry about the ramifications, no. But it's a tool. I don't want to use it, um, but it's a tool. If we have to use it, we will. One of those guys is Grover Stewart. You guys kind of got a six-game look at what the run looks like without him. Does that underscore his importance? Grover's are, I think you know my feelings on Grover. Um, he's my first year here. I, you know, he's one of our first draft, you know, picks, and um, he's done nothing but be a a great Colt, a great teammate, um, everything you want. So yeah, Grover's Grover's a guy we'd like to have back. Chris, what is the relationship like with Shane from like a human standpoint? I know we always say it's all ball. Joke that he's like a robot or something, but when you see him coaching, how do you see him coach from like the human aspect as well as you know obviously being great with play calls and things like that? I think any good coach, they're able to connect on both levels. Like it can't. I think what you're seeing today. I mean, I don't want to understate the ability of coaches to change lives because they do at every level. Like they impact players' lives. Go, go ask the guys that have played for. Coach Belichick, Pete Carroll, I mean, some of these legends. Um, and, yes, it was football. And, yes, they won a lot of games. But they also gave them direction in, in life with the things they teach them on a, on a daily basis. And Shane, I think, has a great message, not only, you know, about what helps you, because, like, the skill set you learn in football, things we do in, in this game, it applies to life. It does. And all that stuff carries over. And I think the best coaches are able to, to blend the two. And I think he does a really good job of that. He, he does a good job connecting. Uh, authentically, not, not in a fake. There's no fake in Shane. Um, it's, a, it's an authentic how he connects and who he is. And I think that's important. I mean, like, players can smell bullshit a mile away. They just can. And you can't bullshit them. Excuse my language. They can't BS them. Um, that's an example of that is the fourth down call going to Tyler Goodson. If it works, everyone's saying it's the greatest play. It didn't work. It's the worst play. But just the empowerment of a guy like that and believing truly in all, every guy on the team. Yeah, I mean, look, we just didn't execute. You know, everybody's beating Tyler up, but he wasn't. I mean, Gardner will tell you it wasn't his best throw either. Like, I mean, let's, we just didn't execute the play. But that game didn't come down to that one play. We're all going to point to that one play. It didn't come down to that one play. We spotted them seven the first Spotted them seven right away. I mean, there was a lot of plays in that game. Freaking Stroud made some freaking incredible plays in that game. So not the one play. Um, and and Shea's not. We're a lot of, like he's not going to blame others for. And he's going to depend on who we have on the roster um, to make plays. I didn't hear anybody bitching about Goodson against Pittsburgh. I think he caught the same ball on the same exact play down the sideline. It's better ball. Um, I didn't hear anybody bitching in that game. It happened. We didn't execute. Chris, how do you look at Quiddy Pay three years in? So good, better. I mean, excellent versus the run. Probably think he had his high sack total this year. Um, you know, he's got some stuff he's got to work on rushing the passer, but good. He's a he's a good football player. I thought our front played really well. I thought our D line played pretty good football.
his fifth year option. Oh, come on now. You know I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> uh, Chris, another player you did have to, to make a decision on this season was Shaquille Leonard. Uh, just what can you share about kind of the, the steps that led you to you know, decide to release him at midseason? Yeah, that sucked. Um, that was hard. I love him. He knows it. I got a lot of respect for Darius. Um, yeah, I envisioned Darius for the injury. I mean, I, you know, you, and it just shows you how hard it is to become a Hall of Fame player, but he was on that track. I mean, there probably wasn't in a four year span a better playmaker at, and you can even say it on defense, like a, just a pure playmaker when, when the chips were on the line and you need to make a play. I don't know if I've been around, and I've been with some really good players on defense, especially at linebacker, but he was as good as any of them. Um, and so when he wasn't quite been able to make it back, you know, to what he was, um, and he's still working towards that. And not that you saw flashes, but then at the end of the day, versus what we thought we had in, build, in the building, um, we just thought it was time, you know. Um, EJ Speed was, was scratching at the door, and, you know, we wanted to get him on the field. And I didn't think it was fair to Darius to say, you know what, Darius, you're going to be the backup, you're not going to play. You're going to be inactive. That's not – I couldn't do that to him. I couldn't do that to him. Chris, is there anything that you can add about Jim Mercedes' situation? No. Other than, um, you know, um, other than he's – you know, he's stable and, you know, they're working through it. Chris, I know you mentioned explosive plays. Where else do you see areas to improve either side of the ball? I think that's, I mean, I think always fundamentally, um, I thought we got a little, you know, the game and at the end of the Houston, you know, there's a couple, you know, we get the sack and then it's second and 20 and we play zone coverage, we miss a tackle. Next thing you know, it's third and four. All right, so I, I mean, I think fundamentally you can always improve, but like our big, our biggest areas, um, I think the ones with the explosive plays are the biggest things we need to, you know, need to address. And you can address that with players, scheme. There's a there's a few things you can do. Where do you see the safety position? Um, that's a, that's I was waiting for that. Um, that was good. I thought Julian Blackman played really good football this year. Um, it sucked when he got hurt. I mean, he was that hurt, you know. It did when we lost him. I thought he played excellent football. Moving, uh, moving Harrison. I mean, you know, we kind of put him at linebacker for a while as a dime. You know, he's kind of almost like a dime linebacker. Then we kicked him back to safety, and I thought, I mean, like everything, fortunate to have him because he played pretty good football when he went in there, but. He just hadn't been playing a lot of safety up to that point, but I he played good, good, pretty good football. I do think we got to get more consistency out of the out of the free safety position, um, and that's not quite a knock because they're both young players. Because I thought they saw like Thomas has some good moments, Cross has some really good moments, but we need more consistent moments um, from that position. And, and that I'm sure. Direct impact on the explosive plays and that kind of thing. You see a direct the, relationship there. Yeah, I mean, look, ta one, it's always tackling. I mean, like 
when you're a good tackling team, you know, first guy gets a, gets a guy down, it, it eliminates a lot of it. But, yeah, I mean, he's the eraser. You know, the free safety is the eraser. Chris, when you look at the years Lonnie Woods had, um, how much did you, I guess, stay in contact with him throughout a year that obviously did not go the way he wanted it to go? And, and Re repeat it. Johnny Woods, um, how uh, did you kind of help him get through this year? And I guess what's the goal going forward for a guy who obviously you're really high on? Yeah, we were expecting, you know, good things from him. And then when he came in, he's been hurt since his new coaching staff, get it, it, you know, came in the door. So, you know, for Jelani, you know, it's a big year for him. Um, he's got to stay healthy. Um, and let's see where he can go. But the biggest thing is him getting healthy. And he, he never really got a chance to show this staff who he was. I mean, he was hurt from the get-go. So he's got to hit that chronic. He has some chronic issues going on with his hamstring. And so he needs to he's get healthy and get ready to go. Did the defensive staff kind of figure out how to use Kenny Moore a little better this year? Um, I don't know. I mean, Kenny's a good freaking football player. I mean, um, and remember, I think I told you, didn't like, and we just, not everybody played great that year before. I thought Kenny played really good football this year. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily say they used him differently. Um, but I thought Kenny played really well. I mean, I think he just played better. He played better. Going into year eight for you, do you feel urgency? With Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't think it guts me. The last three years have really, this year better. But 21 and 22, I mean, that's, I, mean I feel bad for our fans. I want to let them down. I mean, that's what, that's what sticks in my cross. So, damn right. Damn right. Chris, the, uh, the wide receiver market's kind of the opposite of the running back market right now. Just curious your thoughts on, on where that's moved, and um, is that just is there just sort of a new going rate for, for guys at the top of that, or are there, there are different ways to build your team where you don't have to necessarily play that game, I guess? I don't know. I mean, it, the market is what the market is, you know. I mean, it's like you got to have gas in your car, and if it's four bucks a gallon, you're going to pay four bucks a gallon. I mean, it, it is what it is. So, I there are ways to build your team. Um, and if that's one of the ways you, you need to do it, um, then you do it. I mean, you don't, you, you've got to have good players at every level. Um, and it just, it is what it is in terms of market. I wish I had a better answer for you, but like, it's kind of like the quarterback. I mean, you know, I mean, when you got one, the price tags up from 45 to 50 million now. I mean, just the market is what the market is, and you got to have them. You got to have White House. Chris, in what, ways did, in what ways did Anthony benefit? Obviously, he would have gotten the most benefit by playing. Yeah. From the mental reps and being around the building and seeing the game from, from the sideline. I think all of that was, I think all that was big for him. I think feeling like before the Houston game, I told him, I said, look, I said, this is a playoff game. It's going to be a playoff game like atmosphere. I said, feel it. I said, because this is what I said, the intensity is high with every game. Well, don't get me wrong. I said, but when these games on the line, these playoff games, I said, feel the intensity, pay attention to when the mistakes, the teams that make the fewest mistakes in these games win it. And I said, that's what you've got to learn and grow from. And, and unfortunately, you've got to be in the game eventually. But just paying attention to it 
and getting a feel for it, um, I think will benefit him a lot going forward. I think most guys in that locker room love football. They have to make it here. But him going through what he did this year, it, it feels like it, it was an opportunity to really see that from him. Could, could you tell? Because he missed it so much. You know? Here's what I would tell you. I know he loves to play. <laughs> like, that's a that's – I mean, he lo- like he loves to play. He's a young guy. Um, you know, I think where Anthony's biggest growth I've seen is loving the process to get the ability to play. If that, if you understand that, like it can't be about just Sunday. It's got to be the pro- you got to love the journey to get to Sundays. You know, because that's what leads to wins. You got to love that journey. That's what's been fun. I'm not going to say he didn't know, but he didn't know. You know, he's learning as he goes. And I think fall in love with the process of, of work and getting better. That's why you do what you do. I mean, why? And I think for any player, any coach, any executive, anybody, any job, I mean, the fun's in the work. You know, the fun's in the journey. The fun's in the work. I've seen him navigate the spotlight, because I have to remind myself even sometimes, he's 21, right? So how have you seen him navigate the spotlight, even when things don't go his way? If you see the Stroud right now, you're on top of the world. If you're him, you're like, kind of left out of the party. He's got a good, humble nature about him. The spotlight's a tough thing to navigate. It is. Um, You know, and I've always said, you know, they're going to write a lot of great things about you that probably aren't true, and they're going to a lot of they're going to write a bunch of shit about you that ain't true. It's usually somewhere in the middle. Being able to balance your ego, to be able to understand that even when it's as good as it can be, <laughs> that there's still a long fall if you don't handle it right. And then also when it gets really hard, knowing it's not the end of the world. Um, he's got a great way about him. He's got a really good humble spirit, um, which I appreciate. Um, and, and there's never been a point where I thought, man, you know, sometimes this happens, but he didn't have any arrogance about him. A lot similar to Andrew in that way. Andrew was that way. You know, Andrew, Andrew, remember I used to tell y'all, Andrew wanted to be one of the 53. He understood the role of the quarterback and, the, and where he stood in the pecking order, but he wanted to be one of the 53, and I see a lot of that with Anthony. That's a good thing. You mentioned, you mentioned at the beginning, having a legitimate kicker. Matt kind of had some issues there in the back half. How do you guys do that? And how do you do the special teams as a whole? Yeah, so Matt, no, glad we have Matt. I mean, he, you know, he got on a little bit of a, you know, he had a little hip there at one point, had a little stuff going on. Um, and, but no, happy to have him. You know, he, he I mean, he was unbelievable early. He got into a little bit of a, a I wouldn't say a rut, you know, but um, I think I think his expectations are to never miss, um, but I mean we're fortunate to have him. Uh, good and bad moments on teams, you know. I think we'll we'll continue to grow in that area. I mean the Tennessee game they win it. We did some other consistent, some really good things, and then you know some things I think we need to get better at. And I can help him with personnel too. I mean that's that's don't blame it all on them. Um, there's some areas that I think we can help them with also. We had a lot of new players on special teams now. Um, and that's not, I mean, some younger guys, especially on, like, really what special teams boils down to today, punt, punt return, 
field goal and field goal block. I mean, kickoff, kickoff return, yes, but the new rule that was in place pretty much eliminated. I don't know what the ultimate, you know, end result was, but I just off the top of my head, I'm guessing less than 20% returns, just guessing. I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure Twitter will give a reply. Rigo a priority to bring back? I love, yeah, I think a lot of Rigo. Had a good year. Thought he started off a little slow, but then once he got going, he was Rigo. He's good. Yeah, I know. Pretty, pretty special guy. Pretty neat guy. And, and don't underestimate his ability to hold. Like, I think that's one of the more underrated skills. He's excellent as a holder. Excellent. I see that Tony were uh, suspended the last two games of the season, contradictions to the team. What is what was that decision? Whose decision was it? Was it yours? Was it Shane's? Or was it collaborative? Organization. They made a mistake. Paid for the mistake. We move forward. Any surgeries for your injured guys, Julian, Brayden? Right now, right now, no. But I think we'll have more decision next week. I don't think Julian, Braden 50-50, I'm not quite sure where we're going to go with that. But next week we'll have more. That'll be a combine question. We've got to have something to answer at the combine. I mean, you'll ask them all here, and then we're going to go. Always ask Matt, do I have to do the combine? Yes, you have to do the combine. Why? Wow, I'm going to get the same questions. Oh, well, you've got to do it. All right. <laughs> Is that it? Now, hold on now. Are you sure? <laughs> save them up. Save them for the combine so we can have more into combine. Go ahead. You seem to be in a very good mood. <laughs> you should have been in the office on Sunday. Um, I was the only one in here. Everybody, I mean, just because we told everybody to get out and – Look, I hate, I hate losing. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of not being in the playoffs. That's on me. Don't. But I'm encouraged about where we're going, and I'm confident about where we're going. I didn't mean that that way. I know. I did not mean it that way. But now like, you just struck a nerve. <laughs> you just want, it's like being at the, you know, when you go in the dentist and they're, and I just had a root canal here not too long. My dentist is outstanding. But, you know, they drill up in there and they give you the deadening medicine. And they think they've got all the nerve, but there's just like that little bit of nerve they don't have, and they just hit it. Greg, you hit it. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all.